This is Wednesday, June 30th, and today we look at an interesting truth about the way God works in the world. Yesterday, we began looking at the complaining of the people over their food. Manna, what is it? God provided this superfood during Israel's time in the wilderness, and it provided everything they needed. But the people could not be content with the Lord's provision. Imagine, here was food that fell from heaven to a people rescued from slavery. They were free from physical bondage, but they had so much to learn. Here's part of the text we read yesterday, Numbers 11, 4-6. Now the rabble that was among them had a strong craving, and the people of Israel also wept again and said, Oh, that we had meat to eat. We remember the fish we ate in Egypt that cost nothing, the cucumbers, melons, leeks, and onions, the garlic. Now our strength is dried up. There's nothing at all but this manna to look at. Oh, this complaining was too much for Moses. Why was it too much for Moses, and how did God deal with it? Well, first Moses had seen this before. We saw this in the book of Exodus. It detailed the first months and years after Israel was set free. And Moses just seemed to take the complaining of the people in stride. Indeed, it seemed like the very same things happened from the start. But now, Moses can't take it. What has happened? What's changed? I think that's the problem. Nothing has changed. The people seem to be where they were in the beginning. They don't seem to have learned a thing. They have not come very far at all. And this must be very frustrating for Moses. He's led the people for a few years, and they seem to be as he first found them. They, they haven't grown at all. Now, of course, the Lord is going to deal with this. He will provide them so much meat, well, they won't know what to do with it. But we may wonder, if God can give them meat, if he can give them daily manna, why doesn't he just change their hearts? Why doesn't God use his power to make them content? And here's what we learned about God on Sunday. He will use his power to change nature for their benefit, but he will not use his power to change their nature. Why? That cuts across the plan the Lord has to, to know them and for them to change over time. And the Lord is willing to take the time that's needed for his people to change, even though it may take more than one generation. Doesn't it amaze us that God has taken hundreds of years to bring about change in human beings? He hasn't used miraculous powers to do that, though the Lord does send his people quail for meat. For example, until about 200 years ago, the British Empire had slavery, and they finally outlawed it. The change in the law happened in the United States a little over 150 years ago. We know that God made each human being to bear his image. And slavery is not fit for human beings. But God gave time for human beings to come to see this. Why is that? You ever wonder about this? It is true the Lord brought his people from slavery to freedom, but he has not forced upon humanity a change in our sinful nature. He's opened a way through Christ for us to become a new creation. 
But even in our new life in Christ, this is not forced upon us. We're encouraged to learn to keep in step with the Spirit of God, to walk in the Spirit, to yield to the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is not forcing new life upon us as much as leading us toward a new life. We can go with the Spirit or frustrate the Spirit. Here's why. It has to do with what God wants. He wants us and is willing to take the time with humanity that is needed for us to know Him and learn His ways. He's patient with humanity, with each of us personally as well. You know, even Jesus did not compel anyone. Instead, He made an offer. Come to me. Follow me. This is God's way because He is love. This is his nature. There's a point at which the patience of Moses, well, it comes to an end. He can't take the stubbornness of the people's hearts any longer. He's ready to die. You see, Jesus did die to make room for the grace of God. Now, there may be times when we want God to do the miraculous and change our hearts or change the heart of someone else, but this isn't his way. He will provide what we need for life and godliness, and He makes possible every aspect of our growth. But He wants to do it with us. And if that is what He wants, even God must set His pace to meet the pace of those He loves. Actually, this is one of the most important ways that the Lord loves us. And we see this with His people. In Exodus, we're told that God didn't direct the people with Moses along the most direct path to the land of promise. Instead, he took them in the wilderness so that they might come to know him. And there, they would learn what it meant to be a free people, a people redeemed by grace. He knew that if they entered the land right away, they wouldn't be ready. He knew they would cower and run from their enemies He knew that they did not know him well enough to trust him. He knew that they needed time. That was love that the Lord provided to them, the time that they needed. Do you know that God has done this with you as well? He's done this with me in Christ. He's given us time to walk with him and learn from him. We are in a hurry, but the Lord is not We're pursuing constant progress. The Lord, He's pursuing us. Let's pray. Lord God, we like miracles. We thrive on success and progress. You see things so differently than we do. Teach us that love is patient and kind. Teach us your way, O Lord. Thank you for your patience with us when we falter, when we get stuck. We want to walk alongside you and learn to yield to your Holy Spirit. We want you to change us. Teach us that you are changing us a day at a time and cause us to rejoice in that. For we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.